0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, this no. is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. i just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that's jerk with the mask. And welcome. You are locked down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstad, and joining me. Kind of for the first time, but you guys have been around for a while. It's the chat. I am live on Hot Mic right now. You guys can click the link in the description of this podcast to check out our live streams every Thursday, except for last one while I was gone. But we are live on Hot Mic doing a mailbag today, and we are going to be answering all the questions I'm getting in the chat. So my guest is chat. It's it's all the listeners of the Lockdown Mavericks podcast that join me on Hot Mic. So. Bunch of questions already flooding in. We appreciate all you guys on here. And uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order at Built Bar. All right. Simple podcast today. We're just going to be answering some questions. So here's the first one from Justin Irvin on Hot Mike. He says, who do you think is more vital on what they're uh, doing to their game, Maxi or Dorian? This is a great question. Maxi or Dorian, who is more vital to the Mavericks? So, first of all, I look at, you know, what do they do? So Dorian, you know, wing defender. He's been shooting really well from three this year. Maxi, uh, big man defender. He can also defend some wings too, but mostly a big man defender. He's been shooting really well from three as well. Neither really adds much else besides that. They're kind of three and D players at this point, And they're both essentially vital. I and mean, I think this is kind of Justin's question is that they're all very, very vital to the Mavericks, but the Mavericks don't have a replacement for really either of them, right? I mean, you can play, you're gonna play Porzingis, and Maxi's probably not gonna start, and Dorian's gonna start instead of Maxi, but I think you can't, you can't really replace either of them. I guess you could replace Maxi with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and then you could Dorian with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist? Like, that's your replacement for both of them. Tim Hardaway Jr. all of a sudden becomes your top wing defender? That's That seems more vital to me, is the fact that Dorian can defend wings. And that seems to be a more vital asset to a team than to uh, than to defend big men. I, th- I th- defend the rim because they have KP that can defend the rim as well. And you have, I guess, you could throw Boban out there and things like that. So uh, both of them. If either of them go down, the Mavericks are in trouble. But if Dorian goes down, I think they're in more trouble. So that's that's the answer to that. Uh, yes, a couple people asking about Isaac. Isaac is out. He is uh, with some friends right now. He that he is hosting. So he's out today. Just me. Hanging out. All right, couple more questions. Eurostep Bros, says, how much do you all think it costs for journalists to go to the bubble? 5000 a week? I don't know. Could you guys, if we start putting it together, maybe we can get me to the, bu- <laughs> get me to the bubble. Uh, Jeff Gallon said he had a Bobon dream, and what does it mean? I don't know. It depends on what the dream was about. But dreaming about Bobon has to, I mean, that just has to be whimsical and fun. Wolfgang says, what would be more surprising if all the MVPs for the next 10 seasons were foreign-born players, or if none of them were. Okay, so I think this is a great question. Foreign-born players, you're looking at. I mean, we've had Giannis the last couple, probably uh, the last two. Then uh, Luca is coming up. I mean, you could throw Joel and Bead in there as well. You could throw um, Jokic in there as maybe a potential MVP candidate. So, what would be more surprising? The percentage, I think, is still on the side of just you know non-foreign-born players winning U.S. Like if the next ten seasons. If just American-born players won, I think that would be less surprising. So more surprising would be if the next 10 were all foreign-born, just because of the percentage of players in the league. But I, you can make a case that Luka and Giannis, those are two of the best cases to win MVP the next couple of years here. So that's a, it's a great question. A uh, couple more questions here. Matt says, have you seen Hamilton yet? Ooh. Man, I love Hamilton. I, I really love the soundtrack. I listened to it a lot. I have seen a version. I've seen a version of it years ago. I downloaded a like a pirated version. Uh, nobody tell Lin Manuel Miranda. But I found one because I really wanted to see the original cast, and I didn't know if I was gonna be able to do it. But my wife and I have not watched the Disney Plus yet. We were away. Uh, we were visiting family, and uh, we were not able to watch it there. So we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch it soon. But it's gonna be it have to be like a moment, right? Um. Eddie says, what seed do you think the Mavs will get after they play the eight games? This is a great question as well. This is a question I think we're all going to be talking about and thinking about is where the Mavs going to end up. So they play eight games. They play the Rockets in there. They have a couple of semi-easy games, the Blazers and the Suns, their last two games of the the eight Uh, could be potentially really easy. If both of those teams are going to be mathematically eliminated. So, of those games. So I think the Mavericks have a chance to move up. I was also, I was talking with Dave DeFore and Tim Cato of the, uh, the athletic and I was on their podcast today we were talking about how this was, I think Dave's idea or Dave's idea that he got from somebody else. But um, the fact that a heliocentric team, so like a team that is just based around one player. So like Luca, James Harden, um, you know, teams like that that are based around just one, Giannis, the bucks based around just one player those teams are probably going to have an easier time starting and kickstarting their teams than some of these teams that are built around a bunch of players. The Thunder, uh, maybe the, the Clippers. The Clippers have Kawhi, but they're still kind of a, a team-type uh, team, I guess. They're not just based around just one player succeeding. And so I think those teams may have an easier time. So the Mavericks could come right out of the gate and start winning a bunch of these games. They figured a bunch of stuff out towards the end of the, the first part of the season with Luka and KP running a lot of those pick and rolls. They don't have Powell to start at center, so KP is your starting five, which I think makes the team way better. And that is hopefully gonna help the Mavericks off to a good start. So I'm thinking, if I had to guess, if Eddie, if you're asking me just to predict where they're gonna end up, I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna say they, they jump up one spot. Maybe they get to five, we'll see. I'll see how, how the Rockets and the Thunder look. We saw the report that Westbrook and Harden aren't going with the Rockets. To Orlando, they'll come the next couple of days, so we got to monitor that story. I mean, that just immediately, um, that immediately brings up a red flag. I mean, just just in the times we're in right now. So who knows what's going to be up? uh, What's up with that? But a couple other questions here. Sater says, "Who's the absolute best version of Maxie Dwight, Maxie and Dwight Powell?" Man, the best version of those players. The best version of Dwight Powell is probably. Can I answer with Dwight Powell? <laughs> he's the best version of himself. It's, Dwight Powell is a player that he is springing. He is a high energy guy. I mean, like he he mentions Harrell or Giannis. Uh, Montrez Harrell probably the best, but Montrez Harrell has post moves. Montrez can score on his own. Dwight Powell really can't do that. Uh, he's a lob threat, he's an incredible roller. But and he also doesn't really defend the rim, so it's kind of hard to really find a player that fits that archetype because they just they don't really exist anymore. I'd probably have to go back to the 90s or 80s, like a really good power forward that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. So, so it'd be something like that. Like a, you know, a really good springy power forward because he just doesn't really fit an archetype. And he's able to start next to KP because KP stretches the floor and does all that. The best version of Maxi, uh, I think. We've, we've seen some of it. He is, man, like a three and D big, right? That's the that's the best version. And we haven't really seen a ton of those either, which is, is wild that those two guys, that their games are kind of in opposite directions of the way that the NBA is going. Maxie is like the future of the NBA. Dwight Powell is like the past of the NBA. And they're both starting and they both play vital roles in this Mavericks team. All right, coming up, more questions, a whole bunch of stuff we need to get into. Let's talk about... Um, Isaac during 2011. We have a couple questions about that. Uh, a bunch of questions coming in. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, chat. Since Isaac isn't here, I have to say, all right, chat. Um, Moez says, have either of you or Isaac thought about what the podcast would be like during the 2011 run? So we've done the finals flashback thing, what, three times or twice maybe? We've done this finals flashback thing, and man, we, we tried to make it. Exactly the way that it would be, you know, live right after the game. I think one one year, maybe it was this this past year, the year before, we tried to do. All right, let's just do it live, like it was that that year, right? And talk about how we don't know what's going to happen in Game Four. Uh, It's kind of hard to do because it's a little disingenuous. You're trying to play off and you know and act, but during the 2011 run, it would have been amazing. I mean, it just would have been. I mean, the Mavericks run this complete high they everyone was rooting for them i mean you look back at that decision documentary that recently got released by espn the don van nada documentary type thing everyone wanted lebron and the heat to lose and so everyone would have been on the mavs everyone would have been you know rooting for the mavs i don't think twitter was as big as it's obviously not as big as it was now but it's not it wasn't super big and so uh, yeah, people would have been if if it, if Twitter was the way that it is now and if our podcast was was covering the Mavericks like we do now, it would have been it would have been an incredible day. It would have been an incredible couple weeks there. Uh man. Okay, couple other questions here. Eurostep Bros, appreciate the tip. Uh he said he said let's send Nick to the bubble. Also, I want to mention just for the Hot Mic people, all the tips that I get on Hot Mic going towards putting a Dirk jersey on my wall. So, that's what it's all going to uh, okay. Question from Jacob: Mavs players are changing their names on their jerseys to equality in their own languages. What other things would you think players would be allowed to do? So, there's a list. I think the NBA came up with a list, which is seemed a little sterile to me. Seemed like you know, the corporate entity of the NBA kind of took over that initiative and decided to, you know, they had to approve all these names and stuff, which. There are some logistical challenges to that. You have to actually physically make the jerseys, and I don't think they have the capabilities to make jerseys that fast. So they had to come up with some kind of template, I guess, or some kind of you know limit to how many names they could come up with. I, I guess that's their case, but it really doesn't feel like you're giving the players a real voice. You know, The Mavericks all picking a quality. I think that's great. I think it's awesome for them to do that. But I wonder what the players actually think about this. Is this? Do they think that this is really giving them a voice? Some some players I think might think, okay, I'm glad that I have some options to pick instead of just the whole world and all you know all the words in the in the world are options. There's also a case to be made that words are are specifically charged. You know, they ha- they have like some some backing or some past meaning, and maybe the the NBA wants to try to eliminate some confusion as to what players actually mean with the words they pick on their back like those are the things that i can think of as maybe their rationale for limiting the amount of words that players can do but that that list is out there somewhere i'm not going to go over it right now uh john says what if the mavs drafted donovan mitchell instead so that's instead of dennis smith jr isaac and i back when we did the locked on draft we did a locked on nba draft where all of us all the hosts on the lockdown network We drafted for our teams and we picked Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that was our guy. Isaac was on Donovan Mitchell from the beginning. Long wingspan guy from Louisville. We really liked him and we picked him. We had him. We traded it. We made a couple of moves. I think a dumb move I think we did was we traded Seth Curry for Stanley Johnson or something like that. But we had him and we, the Mavericks would have been in a completely different place. This is definitely a what if that we would do in the future, John. And we may have already done this, man. We've done so many. We've done so many of those at this point. I can't remember. But the Mavs drafting Donovan Mitchell would have changed the trajectory of the team. I don't think they would have Luka. They probably wouldn't have Porzingis. Maybe they would have Porzingis because uh, maybe they would still be the team right there waiting for the Knicks to kind of mess that situation up. Maybe they'd have Porzingis and Mitchell at this point. That's still an interesting team. I'm still interested in that team, but it would have changed the trajectory of this team a lot. Henry says, who's a player you disliked the most as a fan growing up? All right, all of you know at this point, I mean, you see the Magic Johnson jersey behind me. I was a Lakers fan growing up. I hated, absolutely hated Paul Pierce. That was a guy. I could not stand Paul Pierce. Like, when he pooped himself on on the court (laughs) and he came back out on the wheelchair, that was maybe the most sports mad I've ever been in my life chat in the chat what's the most sports mad you've ever been um from an actual sports thing it was probably 06 it was probably the refs but if there's something else maybe a different sport or something what's the most sports mad you've ever been cuz that was it for me when paul pierce went out and came back in you know went out on the wheelchair and came running back in the court i mean i was just i was furious at that point uh speed said after what happened to avatar the movie m night Shyamalan. what a director what director would you trust to make an avatar movie Man, that's a tough question because he really did ruin that movie. I I don't even feel like it exists. I don't even really feel like it's a good representation of any part. Like nothing in the movie was a good representation of the actual show, the Avatar show that we love. Um, Alan says, If it comes down to the Mavs being one or two games removed from matching up with the Clippers in the first round, do you think the starters are going to quote-unquote, and he put like a whole bunch of quotes, rest? I think the Mavericks are going. I think they're going to go for it. There's a couple reasons why I think they're going to go go all out for this. Uh, these first these eight games. There's a chance the Mavericks only play like 12 real games, right? Like they could get swept in the first round if they play the Clippers or somebody like that. And the Mavericks are going to go all out. There's only a certain amount of games, and they you're know, moving up in the seating is definitely. You know, necessary for them. <laughs> that would be something that could be the difference between the Mavericks losing in the first round or winning a, a playoff series, which would be huge for this team. So I think they're really going to go for it as far as the seeding games. That's just my guess. I don't know what Carlisle is going to do. There's also a case to be made that in these eight games, and throughout this whole throughout this whole run, you're going to need as many players as possible. Because you could lose a player just all of a sudden, either to to soft tissue injury or to COVID, and so you may need all of the guys on your roster to be ready. And the Mavericks don't seem to, you know, <laughs> don't seem to care to replace some of their injured players, but they're they're actually bringing them to the bubble with them. But the Mavericks could also take the approach of we want to get all these guys some run we want to get all these guys some run at the beginning get them back into basketball shape actually get them live reps in games and so they could take that approach and say we want to save not necessarily rest luca and kp but save them a little bit from some of these injuries so they may take that approach but i think they're going to go all out i think they're going to really really try whole whole bunch of questions here on hot mic live i'm talking to the chat dylan says uh Am I crazy for saying Porzingis will be the best center in the league in three years? Porzingis at his best is that type of player—a guy that can get his own shot. You know, set up in the set up in the correct ways, but if he can get his own shot, he, you know, hopefully, eventually, will become an elite three-point shooter. The three-point shot is is huge, right? He's he's shooting what thirty-six or thirty-four percent or something like that. If he can get up there, if he can really push it and become an elite three-point shooter, that changes it. The defense think has to also be brought up a lot you have to be an elite rim protector he's a good rim protector but I don't think he's an elite rim protector he struggles defending in the paint he struggles being in the right spot sometimes which will come with playing with the system and playing under Carlisle some more but to be that type of player in three years so three years he'd be what 28 that's right in his prime isn't it wild to think in three years he's going to be in his prime he's not even there yet it's wild to think about that all right, a whole bunch of questions. Eurostep Bro says, will Tim Hardaway Jr. opt out if he averages 20-plus per games and the Mavs make the second round, then could it happen? I don't know. I, it feels like from everything we heard from Tim Hardaway Jr., and we have all the audio from Tim Hardaway Jr.'s presser in the podcast a couple of days ago, it seems like he likes the role that he has. I don't see him going for 20 points per game unless Luca is out, right? That's the only way I see him really going all out. 20 points per game. Is if Luca is out, and that's just a dark timeline. I, I'm not really prepared to go around, to go down. Henry says the Office or Parks and Rec. Man, my wife and I are really on an Office kick right now. That podcast Office Ladies is awesome. I love it. I, I think it's great. It's a uh, Pam and Angela doing a just basically a breakdown of each episode. I think it's it's awesome. Uh, but Parks and Rec, that's I love that show. That, I think that's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, so I take Parks and Rec over the Office, which is maybe sacrilegious to some people. James says, what will it take to get Isaac to watch Avatar? He'll never watch it. I actually, I think I think he turned it on. And the first episode is so slow. And it, the show doesn't necessarily know exactly what it is yet. And you don't have context for the world yet. And so you're not really drawn into it. But he didn't like the very first episode. So it would take a lot. I think it would take, if me and him were stuck in the bubble and I was watching the show, maybe he would watch it with me. Other than that, I don't think there's much that would get Isaac to watch it. He's got two kids. He's, you know, a wife that has shows that she wants to watch they watch the bachelor and all that kind of stuff so uh the times that he can watch tv i think are taken up by other (laughs) by other things oh man uh okay oh here's here's a couple of uh well before we go to break we'll talk about a couple of the the times that chat was the most sports mad wolfgang says nelson cruz texas rangers i remember that they didn't go to the the world series or they, they lost the world series i remember he missed a catch uh, X says Cowboys losing to the Packers in 2014 Oh that was the Dez catch one Right where Dez caught it and then he made the football Move and fumbled it or whatever they Decided to call it um, Dylan says 6 for the Mavs But then his neck injury from wrestling Oh personal sports mad moment uh, Eurostep Bro says The Nelson Cruz catch in the Rangers World Series uh, Jeff Catlin says When DJ Khaled screwed Dennis Smith Jr. in the dunk contest That's a good one uh, Henry says when the refs missed the Virginia double dribble against Auburn in the Final Four. So Virginia fan, um, there you go. That's that's a couple of the sports. Math. Oh, I was literally going to say this: Rob Romo of that Lombardi. Uh, that's the the Dez catch one. Man, th- there's a there's a couple of Cowboys ones you could pull from. All right, coming up, whole bunch more questions. Got some more Avatar questions. We'll definitely get into some more map stuff, more bubble stuff. We'll get into all that coming up. All right, chat. Um, here we go. Couple more questions here. Will it take the Mavs winning this year for Isaac to give this title validation? This is a good question for Isaac to not be here to defend himself. Um, <laughs> Isaac has been on the on the side of this is going to be an asterisk. This this title won't mean as much as other titles. I'm on the I'm on the the side of. This title will have an asterisk next to it, but I think it'll mean just as much as the other titles. You're still playing the, the same amount of basketball, the same kind of basketball, right? I mean, the travel will add some fatigue, but I think there's mental fatigue and being stuck in this bubble for months and months. And here's the a, here's a thing we haven't thought about yet and haven't talked about yet. The mental fatigue of the teams that last the longest in the finals... The more you stay in this bubble, the less people there are going to be in the bubble, right? All these teams are just going to leave one by one, and it's just going to be those two teams left. And they're not going to be able to escape each other because they're probably going to be in the same hotel. Maybe they'll stay in separate hotels, but I think that they... They move them all to, a, to one hotel during the, the playoffs and maybe even, the I think it's the conference finals or the conference semifinals. So there's mental fatigue in not seeing other people besides the team that you're playing against over and over again every day. That's going to be an interesting subplot as well that we're going to have to watch out for. If the Mavericks win the title, I think Isaac will, will validate it. There'll be a little part of him that'll just hold on to his take that it won't be a valid title. Um, but man, personally, I think... It's within the realm of possibilities the Mavericks will win the title. Because, I mean, anything can happen. I saw somebody recently on Twitter say, I I miss precedented times, right? Because everyone says, these are unprecedented times. You never know what's going to happen. And it's true. It's so true. Everything is unprecedented right now. The way that we're going back to school. The way that we're opening opening and closing businesses all the time. Uh, But the Mavericks, they seem to all be on board. They have their... Uh, you know, the team chemistry, <laughs> they have the team chemistry of uh, all going to a rave that they created <laughs> in Disney. It seems like they're all on board. They all just want to play basketball. Man, watching that video, so we, we, the chat and I talked about this, the video of Maxi pretending to be the DJ and, and Dwight Powell pretending to be the DJ and all the Mavs players on their patios like, uh, you know, JJ Barea, Luka Doncic, and uh, and Dorian, all those guys being, <laughs> being in that video, there's just so many good guys on this team and I hope that they succeed. I hope that they play super well in this quarantine because they're just some great guys and they love to play basketball and I'm glad to see them all back together. All right, let's hit some more questions here. Jacob says, how do you feel about Zion getting the 2K cover over Luka? So this is the thing I've seen a lot. Luka signed a contract with EA Sports so he's not gonna be on a 2K cover. That's, that's just a thing. Zion over, like, John ja Morant or somebody like that, you can make a case, but Zion's the one that's gonna move the dollars and cents, right? He's the one that's gonna, gonna move that. He's a, he's a big enough star. I believe you can be a star without being one of the top five players in the NBA. I believe that Kyle Kuzma is a star. He's not a star basketball player. He plays basketball, but he's a star in other ways. I mean, he dates Kardashians and apparently, like, TikTok stars or Instagram stars or somebody. He's that type of star, and Zion is somewhat more of that type of star, right? Or he just, he brings eyes, right? The, the NBA always wants to, they maybe have moved all these teams into this play-in style tournament just because of Zion and, the, and getting Zion's eyes. So, uh, or the eyes that want to watch Zion, not Zion's specific eyes. That would be weird if they just wanted Zion's eyes. Um, James says, what's more likely, both KP and Luka win an MVP in their career or neither? So, if, if our theory that Porzingis can be the best center in the league in like three years or within the next three years, then it's within the realm of possibilities he wins an MVP. I think it's really hard to have two players on the same team win an MVP at different times. I, I can't imagine that happening. Even when LeBron was was on the heat, that was maybe the closest we've seen recently. Or the Thunder with with Durant and Westbrook. but. There's always going to be one guy. And I think it's going to be really hard for voters to vote for one guy and then another guy. It's always there's going to be the number one guy. There's always the 1A. It always seems like voters need to have who the 1A is. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's more likely that neither of them win than both. Man, actually, that's a tough question because I don't think there's any way Luca doesn't get an MVP. I'm so much more positive when Isaac's not here. What's up with that? (laughs) I'm all like, the Mavs can win the title. Luka's definitely going to win an MVP. I'm calling all these shots now (laughs) with Isaac not here. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Sater says, have you watched Man with a Plan with Matt LeBlanc? That's Joey from Friends. No, I have not watched that show. Is that show good? Uh, Best quarantine hair, JJ's mustache or Dwight Powell's fro? If you haven't seen either, you're missing out jj's stash he had this full beard and then he he shaved it all except for the mustache and he always wears a headband now and his hair also sticks up too dwight Powell's fro is something i mean it's like he let it grow for months and months and months uh not just you know the three months that they've been in quarantine but even before that it feels like he had some some extra growth there uh who's the got the best I'm gonna go with JJ I, I'm I'm a fan of the JJ mustache because he always pairs it with the headband I just there's something about that that combination Jacob says that's a bold move cotton it's true <laughs> it's true he does look like the guy from Dodge he looks, looks like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball oh man all right let's hit a couple more questions spam Man says why do I feel like Luca's euro tournament experience is an advantage here I absolutely believe that I think you're completely correct we've talked about it on the show I think. Luca's experience playing in big games, and he's played up in front of tons of crowds. But he's played in a ton of different environments, and I think that's going to be massive. I think that 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 should count as playoff experience. We're we're talking about you know this season would be awesome for Luca to get playoff experience. He's already had playoff experience, right? He's had that in the Euro League. He's had that in Final Fours and in over in Europe and things like that. He he has experience like that. It'd be good for this team to get it, and especially for Porzingis. He hasn't been. You know, in uh, uh, you know, a situation like that in the NBA, and he's been he's been in the NBA for a little while now. So it'd be good for both of them together to get that experience. But I think separately, they've had similar experiences to an NBA, you know, playoffs environment, especially Luca. X says, "Who do you personally want to see in the eighth seed in the West?" I just want Dame in the Blazers. That's what X said. Me personally, I would love to see the Pelicans get there. See Zion. See Drew Holiday. Uh, you know Lonzo again. You know, especially playing against the Lakers, there's so many subplots. It would just be fun to see that. Damian Lillard. That's one of my favorite players. I love Dame. It'd be awesome to see him get there. It was. It was kind of heartbreaking to see him. You know, kiss his son and leave. Uh, you know, his family to go into the bubble. So I kind of don't want them to get there so he can go back to his family. But it would be awesome to see them actually play. Adrian says, "What other sports do you watch?" The more I get into NBA media, the more I'm just singularly focused. I watch some NFL. I was watching Premier League a lot at the beginning of this Premier League season. I was watching all the Chelsea games. I think I watched the first 10 or 12, like full Chelsea matches, but I haven't watched any since the NBA started, and then now we're in you know, quarantine, so I haven't watched a ton of sports. I basically just watch NBA, and that's it, but I watch a ton of NBA. Uh, let's see if we have any more questions. Couple more here, uh, trolling fiery Isaac, who is kind of disappointed because Isaac's not here. Says, could this restart be considered season two with Luca and KP and ratchet up the expectations for success? Maybe. I mean, we're we get we had the off season. Now we're getting into a training camp, and now we're getting into you know basically the the preseason with the scrimmages, and then the regular season's just abridged. But I think this still counts as season one. I mean, just logistically, and I think that. Um, they would have ramped up into this anyway. So I don't think that they're going to be, I guess your your question kind of goes into, are Luka and KP going to be better than they would have been if the original 2019-20 season just played out the way that it was, right? And I don't think that's the case. I think that we have to maybe temper our expectations for this season because uh, they've taken this layoff. It's, it's unprecedented. We just don't know. We don't know what, we don't know what, uh, is going to happen. The Mavericks could come out flat, and all those predictions I made earlier in the pod could just be, you know, completely out there. So, all right, I answer some more questions on Hot Mike, but I'm we're leaving for the podcast, guys. We appreciate all of you listening to the podcast this week. I appreciate everybody that has downloaded and stuck with us. We'll have more interviews. It sounds like they're going to do media every single day, so we'll hopefully have audio every single day. So, everyone, stick around on Hot Mike, but we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.